And then the ones that we haven't talked about yet, the two best games of the week, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The way the Niners match up with them, this is the first time they, they've seen all those guys. I, I think I really uh, – obviously, we touched on the, the Hurts injury early on in the season. But this Lane and Fletcher Cox deal ain't good either. It's not good. I, I, I believe that, that we'll get Lane back. You know, whether it's this week or the next week, I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. I don't know, you know, what to think about Fletcher, right? Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, my biggest concern about the Eagles is you're going to have to play them twice, okay? The Greenlight Podcast welcomes you. A full Stanford Steve show for you today. We recap Monday Night Football, the Bears-Vikings game, an NFC North matchup. Matt Eberflus's first win in the NFC North. We also talk NFL playoffs, the AFC and NFC wildcard races. Who has the best track with their remaining schedules? Which teams are in the driver's seat? Which teams need to do a lot for themselves and need a little help from some others? And then we get into college football. We've got the Heisman Trophy race. We talk Mike Elko to Texas A&M, and we talk the college football playoff scenarios, what teams could be in, might be in, depending on the outcomes of these conference championships. And then it's NFL lock time. We give you leans and best bets for every game on the Week 13 NFL slate. Should you bet on the Falcons? Does the Broncos-Texans game go over? Where you should put your money in the Philly-San Francisco game? All of that and a little more. Please enjoy. We will see you Friday. Pete Rose joining us now on the podcast. <laughs> nice lid, Steve. Steve's got a white hat. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. How Appreciate are you? It. I'm great. How are you guys? We're good. Better now that we've seen you. I might have a new enemy, and you guys might be right in line with me. What is it? Uh, the Virginia Tech fan base. Uh-huh. Really? Losers. Wow. Do they get mad if you pick against them? Holy cow. To their credit, you were wrong. (laughs) Correct. Enjoy it. Yeah. But like, oh my world. They don't have a whole lot else going on, Steve. What time was that game? Four o'clock? It was 3.30. It was over by four. I was going to say, I didn't didn't get any tweets till four. It was over when they trotted me out there for a community service award at the end of the third quarter. Bro. Bro, it was over. It was over early. Yeah, it was. It was ugly. And and uh, in fact, we just. I just found out making what was the quote from uh, from one of our recruits that came to the tech game. Yeah, we had a corner in town from Oscar Smith. He said, "Overall, UVA is not a bad school. I like it, and my coaches have history there. May God guide them in the long run." <laughs> is this the first recruit to ever pray for a school? <laughs> I like I honestly I don't know how far back you have to go to find another one but this was not the day for us and it wasn't the day for Virginia Cavaliers in general the fans the whole thing like I I went to Dirty Nellie's afterwards where our, mm. our spot uh mm. Steve Macon was there he was in rare form uh a hokey stuffed animal ended up in a toilet I don't know who mm. did that I don't either um 
people are pissing on the the hokey uh the hokey stuffed animal nobody's cop to it i don't know if it was reed i don't know if it was making i was with somebody at the bar but it was just it was a train wreck of a day and uh another commonwealth cup goes to the virginia tech hokies but ultimately who cares <laughs> yeah dude exactly <laughs> exactly i care like i cared a lot last week i went and talked to the team and told them how much i cared but i'm i'm over it right now okay <laughs> for anybody listening who might who might see me at a bar and, and be like oh and four or whatever you want to say to me if you're a virginia tech alum i don't give a fuck okay there's bigger fish to fry okay basketball season it's basketball season. Yeah, we got the Texas Aggies in town tonight. So on the topic of Virginia football, and we're going to get into college football in a bit. We got a lot of pro football to talk about. Um, I just want to point this fun fact out because I live in Bronco Mendenhall's old house. Okay. <laughs> and Bronco Mendenhall is a really good football coach. He took us to the Orange Bowl. He took us to the Orange Bowl without internet at his house <laughs> like we we have no internet we've had no internet at the time the whole time we're living there we're out in the sticks there's just we had to get comcast to lay like a mile of fiber should have disclosed that bronco yeah and and, uh, and all, all i can think about is the fact that, yeah it's hard to watch film at home and that sort of things but i i look back at bronco mendenhall's tenure it's pretty incredible what he was able to do here with no internet at his house he must have been in heaven though just riding the horses <laughs> riding around the, the ranch no internet to speak of exactly no distractions but shout out to bronco um we're going to talk about the broncos in a couple minutes we're going to be looking at the afc and nfc wildcard pictures but the first thing we got to do is talk about that epic rock fight steve last night on monday night football um buddy these primetime unders it's free money It's, it's the only thing i've given out besides locks we could probably get to those i'm sure in a little bit yeah you like uh, yeah Picks on golf game day haven't been well. Winners with Van Pelt, not well. He's not well. The very quiet plane ride home. But uh, the one thing I've been able to hit on uh, our ESPN bet show is every Monday that I'm on, I've just said give him the under. And then somebody told me it was 12 and 1 last night. And, and I'm like, oh, let's go 13 and 1. And I think if you combine Sunday night and Monday night, it's, it's something absurd. Last time I checked, it was over 70% uh, primetime in general this year. So, mm. like, insane click that this thing's hitting at, and we got on the under last night. Steve, I thread the needle. I tease both teams with the Cowboys. I saw that. I saw you post that. You you must have been super bored over the holiday. <laughs> no, I'm not bored. I'm just no? a heater. So everything I'm oh, doing is working. Okay. All right, good. Yeah, everything is Let's uh, get hot. It's a good time to get hot. Another John Gannon parlay hit Sunday, Steve. I had a six-leg parlay. Needed overtime for two of the legs. I needed one more Slay tackle and one more DeAndre Swift carry. They took eight plays on that fucking last drive to give him the ball. It was incredible. And then last night, it came down to Justin Fields, over 34 and a half, longest completion. DJ Moore, the last pass he throws, dude. (laughs) Just an absolute joy to be a guy with a Caesars app right now. I, you know, like the, the, the traders at Caesars, they know who I am. I'm not coming, I'm here. So let's talk about the Bears, man, because. If you're coming out of this this game as a Bears fan, I think despite the twelve ten score, you got to be pretty happy. No doubt, no doubt. And and, and we talked about it uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, pregame, I, I was locked in the Lions Bears the week before, just because I wanted to see 
Fields. I wanted to see the Lions in a game they were supposed to win, and I was super impressed. I know Bears fans were bummed that they blew a double-digit lead. I think, what was it, up 12 with four minutes left? Uh, but they competed, and I said last night, if Fields played like he did against Detroit, the Bears were going to win that game. He had two pretty costly fumbles, but there was enough there, I think, to be happy about. I, I think at times he was better with decision-making. I agree. Uh, he obviously you know, has DJ Moore. He likes that. He's got Komet. Uh, run game seems a little shaky, but I love Roshan Johnson. Love them coming out of Texas. And the defense has been awesome. Uh, against the run, you know, you got Flus calling the signals over there. Not afraid at all. And it's, I mean... Somebody, I saw a tweet it last night, too. It's like, I'd love to see the market um, for fields. And I, 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 I'm sorry, there's, there's still enough for me. I'm, no, I'm going to give that kid the benefit of the doubt because I've seen him do it. And uh, that, that's the way I go. You look at those two picks. Uh, I get everybody's going to keep talking about it. As long as the Panthers keep losing, uh, it, it, it's, it's – it's a fun thing to talk about, right? Because we got big names. We have the top guys you want at the quarterback position. But I look at some pieces you could get around there, and I, I, I'd take another shot with Fields. Dude, I really like Fields. I, I've been, I haven't been shy about saying that. I've tried to keep one foot on the bandwagon so I can jump off if I need to. But mm-hmm. he showed me enough every time you get down to, uh, to like his last chance, including coming off this injury and I think very openly auditioning for the job. I thought they were conservative early, like, yeah. but he did everything they asked him to do. It was like, let's get the ball out of DJ Moore. Um, you know, I, I thought the consecutive plays early in that game across his body on third and two, uh, evading the rush and hitting Herbert the very next play. You know, I thought in situations where you could have had points, it wasn't him that kept them from having points. You know, two fumbles, you can't do that, right? But I thought a lot of times, like a second and four down in the red zone, they got like one or two guys out in a route. So these are situations where I thought he did a good job of burning the ball. Even that last drive, two sacks he could have took easily, found a way to get out of them, get rid of the ball, and then poised enough to deliver that strike to DJ Moore. I thought he showed a lot of really good stuff. They ran some read option out of pistol. You got some QB run on third down. Like You still see what's so tantalizing about him. And then he did all the things you asked him to do last night and and didn't really put you in trouble throwing the football. The fumbles, you got to improve there. But listen, this is the thing that I'm most excited about with the Bears. You know, I watched it last night. Defense obviously played well. But when I watched the All-22, every level of defense guys were making plays. And it started with Jalen Johnson, who Mm -hmm. was a guy who was asking for money. Well, that pick early in the game was fucking awesome, dude. It was a great play. They got a bunch of turnovers. And he caused another one on fourth and three. He had a great break on a ball. Could have been a pick six. The back end guys tackled Brisker, him. And I think, like, with rushing coverage, we laughed at Chicago. I'm not saying we here in this room, but as a, the general public was like, oh, you should have got Chase Young. You give him two for Montez Sweat. Who is Montez Sweat? And by the way, I think he's really good. I thought he was the best edge guy there in Washington. And I think that showed out, dude. Like, you know, last night he had a sack on the very first drive. He caused the pick. He caused the near pick six. 
That D-line got after Minnesota when they got in the red zone. I thought those guys up front were great. And then the backers, man, TJ Edwards, a guy that the Eagles would like to still have, was all over the field. You talk about forcing a fourth down. You know that play where they're motioning the back across the formation full speed. He's got to run mm-hmm. with him in man and then makes the play on that swing pass out near the sideline. But TJ Edwards beating, I want to say it was Darisaw to the spot and mm-hmm. making that play. All those guys played great. And I just want to say this, you know, like – Ian Cunningham, Ryan Poles, you know, the Justin Fields thing, they got a lot to think about. But when you look at the return on investment with Montez Sweat, when you look at TJ Edwards, when you look at Darnell Wright, Braxton Jones, DJ Moore, they've done a pretty good job. The Claypool thing, I can't get the taste out of my mouth. But Miami also, you know, took a flyer on him. And he hasn't done shit. So I think that's a Chase Claypool problem. I think the Bears have done a nice job in spots, and they deserve some credit after last night. Yeah, the one thing with Sweat, are you guys old enough to remember Alonzo Spellman? Yeah. I mean, he was the guy, I just, arms. Like, his arms in a uniform were just incredible. And then Sweat, they might be longer, not as as thick, yeah, but like that big ninety eight in a Bears uniform. That's I mean, when he's coming off the edge, I, I just the reach these guys have, and knowing how much of a pain in the ass it is to to try and block guys with long arms, and then the strength he also brings to the table uh, is just a bastard to even think about. Not let alone do at that level. So uh, yeah, it, it 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 all those guys showed out. I thought they had an agenda. Um, I did have a thing in the back of my mind, like, hey, I love the Dobbs story. I really do. But at some point, he's going to show his true colors and why he's been on so many teams. And, yes, there was a bunch of tip balls. But, hey, that's to the Bears' credit. Yes. That's because they're playing fast. They're anticipating things. D linemen getting their hands up yeah. You know when, when you don't expect it. Uh, it's, it's just awesome. Uh, to see in a day and age where people just want to talk about the damn two draft picks, but a team going out in prime time and playing as hard as they can. Addison had a tough day. I think he could have helped yeah. him out in some spots. So, you know, the drop led to a pick. I think it's Justin Jefferson's the guy on the sideline. He catches that ball. Now, they ended up with a touchdown on that drive anyways. But, mm-hmm. you know, like they're not at full strength. And as you said, Josh Dobbs eventually has got to come back down to earth. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, I, I do think this team's still going to be in it. And I, I think the thing I'm worried about though, more than anything is after the game, all it took was that performance to talk about out of the bye. this quarterback conversation is wide Mm -hmm. open, whether it's hall or Mullins or whatever. So I think like the Vikings, as good as they are and as well coached as they are, they're a bit of an unknown commodity down the stretch. This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the all-in-one app for spending, sending, and setting easy-to-track savings goals. With multiple tools for saving, spending, and sending, Cash App is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money. Whether I need to send money to my pumpkin grower, pay for anything related to floating the river, quickly pay back a buddy for a night out on the town, or settle a bet, I can always count on Cash App. With security, boosts, discounts, a free-to-order debit card, no overdraft fees. Cash App is like a BFF for your money. It can be your read. Reads my BFF in the studio. Cash App, the exclusive financial services partner of Greenlight. Downloaded in the App Store or Google Play to see why it's the number one finance finance app in the U.S. App Store. 
And so we we dove into this NFC wildcard thing. Yeah. Because they're in the thick of it. And, you know, like it is logjam city in the mm-hmm. NFC. Like I can't figure this out. We're going to talk about the AFC in a second. But in the NFC, it's a bunch of just mid-tier teams hovering around five or six wins. Mm-hmm. And in the AFC, I can see a couple teams clearly coming out of it, but I don't know. And so we really broke it down. But I think the number one step is, fellas, who do you think wins the South? Because – you know, like what I don't think both those teams get in. I don't think no. you're gonna have an NFC South winner and a wild card from there. But when you look at the schedules, it's kind of a, a coin flip. And I think it comes down to that last game of the season, hate week, week eighteen in New Orleans. And if you're in New Orleans, you feel like, hey, we we outplayed these guys in a lot of areas and lost that game. But I just don't trust the Saints, man. No, I, I I don't either. And it's funny, you know, the Falcons and the Saints, you know, are the teams. I I'm, I can't get there with Tampa. Uh, they're going to be a pain in the butt the rest of the way, uh, knowing how hard they play. But, I mean, you look at Ritter, you know, Sunday in a big spot. You know, it's it's a division game. And I thought I thought Arthur Smith did a great job of finally distributing the ball. Uh, Bijan getting the ball, and that's what everybody wanted. I know all the fantasy people were happy, but I'm just looking at the kid and what he brings to the table and the being able to him showcase that. And that defense, I mean, not a lot of big names at all, but I think they play they play to their liking uh, of knowing that they don't have, you know, this star-studded offense. So that win, getting them to 3-0 and in the division, I think that's a huge step in – I, I get it. It's five and six, but that's as good as it gets in that division. And I still trust Arthur Smith. I know people want, you know, the ball in everybody's hands. There's only one football. And, you know, they got a lot of top draft picks up there. Drake London got more involved last week. Uh, but I, I trust that more than I do the dink and dunk offense with, with Kamara and the Saints. So uh, I, I would go with Atlanta. And I'll, I'll admit a lot of it has to do with them being already 3-0. and in the division. Well, the touchdowns they've had over the last 32 drives or something, we were talking about this coming out of Sunday, they, they've got Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill's name names on them. You know, like, uh, you know, passing touchdowns, these guys, uh, Derek Carr has not delivered. And, you know, like that was a pretty big, we're in, we're in it to win right now kind of statement from them coming into the season. We debated whether or not you should be making a move like that or you should kick the can down the road on the rebuild. But they, they haven't, they, they, they haven't really gotten either thing done. They're going to be kind of in the middle in that purgatory, um, kind of area. And either team that wins this division is going to go to Dallas. Okay. So mm-hmm. like that's going to be a problem. Right, because mm-hmm. Dallas, oh, yeah. Dallas is that best wild card team, unless something crazy happens, and then it might be the Eagles or something like that or whatever. So if you look at the Falcons, they got the Jets on the road this weekend. They got the Bucks. They got at the Panthers. So like they have a, a chance to be two and one or three and zero out of this stretch, and then they've got the Colts, Bears, and Saints. So the Saints is that that's the big matchup, and then the Saints have the Lions, Panthers, Giants. So. You know, a chance to be two and one as well. Uh, and then they're at the Rams and at the Bucks, which to me are toss up games. The Bucks match up pretty well against them they and have done a good job against those guys. So you have to come out of these next four games, in my opinion, probably three and one. And then you get the Falcons at the end of the at the end of the season. But the bottom line is the eight win team here is probably shit out of luck. I think it hmm. takes nine to win this division, maybe eight. If you're the eight win team, what we're now we're now talking about is two spots for four teams. And the four teams are Minnesota, 
Seattle, Green Bay, and L.A. And you could add an eight-win runner-up in the NFC South into that equation. Let's say there's five eight-win teams, which is not out of the question. I've broken this thing down as closely as I can with the schedules coming up. There's some pretty interesting tie breaks uh, coming out of this thing. I think, like, if you're Green Bay, you're going to control your destiny and get a chance to play Minnesota again. If you take care of business in some mm-hmm. of these games, that you should win. So you got to feel good good there. If you're the Rams, you feel good because you've beaten Seattle twice. That tie break's going to you. Uh, if you're the Saints, you don't feel good because you blew that 17 nothing lead to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're really up Shit's Creek there. And uh, you've got Rams and Saints upcoming. So I think the Rams feel good about their chances probably, like as far as like controlling their destiny, as do uh, I think uh, the, the Packers. And, and uh, you know, however this thing shakes out, this is the interesting thing to me, the Lions. They're probably going to be waiting for one of these teams, mm-hmm. like a wild card team. They're going to win that division. No matter how bad they play at times, I just don't think the Packers can catch them or the Vikings. But think about this. You haven't hosted a playoff game in like forever. And you're about to do that. You haven't done it in this building. It could be Green Bay coming to town. They just beat you. Uh, It could be the Rams coming to town. Could you imagine if Matt Stafford and Sean McVay are coming to town and try to beat Jared Goff? How Mm -hmm. juicy that matchup would be and how scary that matchup would be for them. And then Minnesota, you'd have to play them three times in a month. Nobody wants to do that. Seattle. They're the team that's played you tough, team that's beaten you, scored a lot of points on you. How's the defense look right now? So whoever comes out of this, there is a chance that one of these teams wins a playoff game. I'm not saying they win two. So if you look at it, uh, which team do you like the most out of these these four? Let's say Minnesota, Seattle, Green Bay, and the Rams. Seattle. Two of those teams have W2 next to their names, won their last two. Two teams have L2. And I like the two that are playing well. You got to play your best ball now between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's Green Bay. It's L.A. Steve's guy Kyron Williams came back, 140 some yards rushing, 60 some yards receiving with two touchdowns. That's a that's a scary little offense with Stafford, Kyron, Puka, Cooper. Yeah. And and Green Bay, I I, I like the way the schedule breaks after. This week, which is home KC, which could be tricky for KC. It's going to be, I mean, that's going to tell us a lot about Green Bay, right? Like, we're, we're starting to say, hey, Green Bay is a real football team. Jordan Love's looking better. This is going to be a tough test. And if you look at Green Bay, the thing you alluded to is the schedule breaks right. Like, after yeah. this game, if they lose this game, they're going to be 5-7. and seven. But then they got at Giants, the Bucks, at Carolina, at the Vikings, and Chicago. So, if you can get through this next four games – with a three and one record, you just break it into chunks like that and you say, hey, if we can do that, we're going to be eight and seven with a chance at two and oh to finish the season in division. Tough games, but teams we know and teams with either uh, a quarterback problem or a team that may not be trying to win a game in right. Chicago. So Green Bay breaks nicely for them. Uh, and then the Rams, I think the big thing is they got Cleveland and Baltimore coming up. This weekend's game is enormous for the Rams because mm-hmm. if you lose this game, you got five wins. You're trying to get to nine wins to feel really good, right? So you need to win four more games after Cleveland if you lose that game. You're at Baltimore. Washington's a toss-up for me. New Orleans, I probably lean L.A., but it's a toss-up. Uh, you're at the Giants. That's a win. And then you're at San Francisco. 
Which so may like, be a win with San Francisco, San Francisco not playing for anything. And I don't know. Like, we'll see how that shakes out. They might not play for anything, absolutely, but they could also knock the Rams out of the playoffs. You know? Like, there is there's something to playing your guys for a little bit. I know that Brandon Staley got in some hot water for that, but I also think it's just Brandon Staley. So, you know, Mike Williams gets hurt. He could get hurt any week. Um, I think there's there, there's a lot to look forward to for Green Bay, the Rams with the tie breaks that we talked about. I think Seattle Seattle's in trouble because they're 6-5, and five, but the next three weeks are yikes. It's at Cowboys, at Niners, hosting the Eagles. And then they've got at Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and at Arizona. The, the thing they can take solace in here is they want to split, right? They want to go three and three. You got to beat Tennessee. Arizona might be looking at a draft pick at the end of the season. But that Pittsburgh game, that's the one you got to circle for, 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 uh, for the Seahawks. And they are hosting Kenny Pickett and the, uh, mm-hmm. the Steelers. So that, that's something they could look at. Um, and then Minnesota. You know, I don't know. Are they going to be favored when they, they go to Vegas to play the Raiders in two weeks? I don't know. Yeah. Right. How much are they going to be favored by when they go to Cincinnati? And then you finish with Lions, Packers, Lions. So I think Minnesota's in some trouble. They do get Justin Jefferson back. That's all good. They got maybe the best one of the best coaches in the league. Um, but I, I don't love it for Minnesota or Seattle. I lean a little bit more towards Green Bay and L.A. for the reasons we talked about. And Seattle, that final three-game stretch, that could be a five-game skid, which is going to be hard to bounce back from no for anybody. Question. Minnesota, run Madison a little more. Yeah. 10 for 52. Yeah. 21. I like Chandler, too. Yeah, Chandler's I like, a good yeah, player. Chandler's the new, the new hotness, but, but Madison was picking up good yardage last night. Chunks on Monday night. I, I don't know. Green Bay will probably have Aaron Jones back. They play a lot better when Aaron Jones is healthy and they have a one-two punch with Dylan. I... Uh, I'm with you. Eileen Green Bay, L.A. Four spots, two teams, Steve. Who, who do you like out of Minnesota, Seattle, Green Bay, and L.A.? I still trust uh, Seattle with Pete, that culture, what they have. I knew Geno wasn't going to be as good as he was last year, but there's still room for the take, and they're always good for one of these upsets uh, on the road. They already did it at Detroit earlier this year. That When you look back, that's how the heck did you touched on it. How the heck did that happen? My issue with the Rams is that offense is so brittle to me. Uh, when you look at Stafford, you look at Cup, you look at Puka, uh, you know, it, it just, even Kyron, it's, I love all those guys. Um, I, lo- I, I make sure I watch the Rams every week just because I love what McVay brings to the table. They were awesome again this past week, but I just wonder if they could, you know, stay, stay intact through this run. You touched on the Cleveland game. That game's enormous. You know how pissed off Cleveland's going to be knowing what they had. It, it, you know, they're down 14 nothing. They claw back. They get in the game in a tough place to play like mile high, and then they, you know, it falls apart and DTR gets knocked out, and it, and it goes by the wayside. So the Rams I am very wary of. Uh, I feel like Green Bay is a little too – eye candy-ish for me the last two weeks where they their backs were already up against the wall. But now this is where we find out when you grow as a team. Um, so to me, that, that Packers deal is more about the coaching staff. Keeping, like it took them a while to figure out, I think, where they wanted 
all those weapons for love. You know, your guy Wicks. I mean, he's yeah, he's been he's, great. He's played every every position. They feel like Watson's a deep guy. Now they're moving around Reed, the Michigan State kid, and and it looks like Love's way more comfortable. I think Musgrave's a stud. Uh, loved him coming out of Oregon State. So I, I I'm wary of that. Uh, if they were ever to pull this off against Kansas City, now you're cooking. Uh, but I still trust Seattle, and I guess I would go the Rams, but I'm but I'm wary. So I, I would go with the two F- uh, NFC West teams out of that right now. I don't feel great about it, but I mean that's where we are. Like, guys, do you are you guys fans of all these teams making the playoffs? No, uh, listen, you know, I'm never going to turn down more football. But there was a time okay. I think when like Sam How- or not Sam Howell, the Sam Howell 1.0, Sam Howell 2.0, Sam Howell 1.0 is Taylor Heineke when Heineke was going toe-to-toe with Brady at the end of that first super wildcard weekend, and I'm like, man, I don't need all this football. Like, I would be so much more into this if it wasn't the fifth fucking game of the day. But um, I do think it's good for for the game. It's 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 more games. Uh, it's more guys that get to cash in at the end of the season and say, hey, we were a playoff team. As a guy that never went to the playoffs before I escaped St. Louis for eight years, like, I, I don't wish that on anybody. So I want guys to feel what that feels like. And I honestly think because of who the Lions are, any of these teams could win a playoff game. And so, I, I you know, like whether you like Green Bay or L.A. or Seattle or even mm-hmm. Minnesota, um, they all pose problems if they get in for one week. And so that's fun. It's good for the fans and the whole thing. Um, looking at the AFC, I think it's a little more clear cut because really we're looking at three spots. Uh, if I had to call it, I think Houston and Pittsburgh have to get in. You know, if they don't get in, if either of these teams don't get in, it's a big disappointment. And especially Houston. We've made a big deal about Houston. I really like Houston. I think they could actually get in the playoffs and make some noise, right? But they've got DTR, Levis twice, Sleepy Mm -hmm. Tim Boyle, and Gardner Minshew on the schedule uh, the rest of the way. So C.J. Stroud, he is him. I agree. But if you want to be him with a capital H – you got to take these guys to the playoffs against this slate of teams you're going to play. And this Denver game's big. It's big for it's big for Houston. It's big for Denver because Denver uh could be in this thing. They're 6 and 5 right now. They have the the easiest schedule left of all these guys that are stacked up in the AFC with with 6 or 7 wins. They go to Houston, to to the Chargers, to Detroit. That's tough, right? But then they finish with New, New England, LA at home and Vegas at home. And they have a tiebreaker over Cleveland, which was enormous. So, like, I actually think the third team very well could be Denver. You know, like, so if you're looking at Pittsburgh, it's the same thing. They're seven and four. There is a scenario where they could win the division. Okay. I'm not saying it's it's the most likely thing in the world, but Baltimore's schedule is no cakewalk. And then you've got Pittsburgh with Arizona, New England at Indy, who now, and they're in the conversation, but they just lost Jonathan Taylor. They're laying a point on the road against the Titans. Like, look out. Uh, Pittsburgh has Arizona, New England, at Indy, Cincinnati, at Seattle, and then at Baltimore. There is a chance that they could be 5-0 and out of this stretch going into Baltimore. It's, it's a small chance. They could be 4-1. and I think that's relatively likely. And then they go to Baltimore, and they could play for the division. And they have the tie break over Baltimore, right? So they could end up with the same record. They could sweep them in division. I know Steelers fans are like, this sounds like a fever dream. 
but it could happen. And I have not jumped off this bandwagon. What we saw from the offense this weekend makes me feel better about it. They are seven and four. So I like Houston and Pittsburgh getting it for sure. As for the third team, what do you guys think? You got the Bills, you got the Colts, you got Cleveland, and you got Denver. I think you said it. This week is huge. If Denver can get this game in Houston, I trust Sean Payton. I mean, they've won one, two, three, four, five games in a row. Chargers, it was a bad pick by Steve to lay three and a half with Baltimore Uh, against L.A. He got bailed out. uh, He got lucky. Uh, Baltimore is is different without Mark Andrews. Just to note this, New yeah. Orleans missed a ch- like kind of an easy field goal to get you the cover. Oh, that would have pushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I noted that. Um, <laughs> my guy uh, in New England, the kicker, missed kind of an easy field goal to send that game to overtime, no where I where I would have been no question uh, in play for a win. I don't know. Give me God's team. Uh, I, I trending in the right direction, and and uh, they're on a mission. Dude, look at their schedule. I, you know, even if they split, they end up with nine wins and they have tie breaks. If they beat Houston, that's a big tie break. Um, you know, Cleveland for me, that's tough, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it really is because you you might have lost Miles Garrett. You have quarterback issues. Um, you do have the tie break over Indy, and that's what makes me think with you know the Jonathan Taylor issue. And it's just a tall task. You want to win with Gardner Minshew down the stretch. It sounds good. Even with the schedule, it's going to be tough. I think Cleveland, and then don't forget about Buffalo. Like, Buffalo's 6-6. Six and six, But it's not out of the question that they do this. And I, I don't mean to, to peddle hope to the hopeless. But, like, you've got Kansas City and Dallas. Which you're 6-6. Six and six. You really have to get 10 wins, right, to feel really good about this. So you need to find four wins in the next five games. Now, the way they played, you know, the, the last three games at the Chargers, the Pats at home, and at the Finns, I could see them sweeping those games. Like, I, I really like their matchup with Miami. I think with everything on the line, it's like, fuck it, throw it out the window. So what they need to do is they need to split the next two. If they can split the next two, they could go to the playoffs. I feel really good about that. Uh, but at that point, then it comes down to tie breaks and that sort of thing, and you got to watch other teams. So, And they do – uh, not on the tiebreak over Denver, which is a big yikes. Yep. Big yikes losing that game. Losing to the Pats, losing to Denver. Like, you look back at this season, they might miss, miss the playoffs because of situations like those. The fact that they lost to New England is still just – that. I know the Denver one was primetime. I mean, I was there on the field for those all those shenanigans, but still the New England uh, game sticks out to me. Uh, I was asked yesterday, I think it was plus 350, are the Bills worth a shot to make the playoffs? I said yes. And it's to do with what I've seen. They scored 30 and 32 against the Jets, 34, and they lost this past week. I think you've seen the changes. I think you've seen the commitment to the run game, which I love. Uh, I thought Josh Allen was freaking phenomenal. I know he threw a pick. I get it. But he was awesome yeah. uh, at Philly. And that's as tough of a spot. As it is. I get it, Arrowhead fans, you're going to get mad, but Philly just went to your place. And going to Philly on that spot, knowing the pressure, he was as good as he's been all year. So with that capability on the offensive side with Buffalo, and I get it, they keep losing guys on defense and it's not getting easier, I I coincide that with the teams that are in front of them. You touched on it. The Colts, the Browns, even the Steelers. Those guys haven't been through this whole thing and done it. 
whereas the Bills have had their backs against the wall and have responded in the past before. So I, I think the Bills are worth a shot there. The Texans are fascinating to me because look at those teams that they got to play. They are all pain in the asses on defense. Yeah. When you look at what they got, I mean, I absolutely – by the way, I love what Denver's bringing to the table because they're just saying, all right, the rules, fine, I don't care. We're going to come out and intimidate your ass. I mean, the hits that they're taking – I, I, I know it's the wrong thing. I, it's dirty in some ways. I love it. It's refreshing to me to see that there's an instigator on the field, and I think that team's thriving off of it. I really do. That secondary takes nothing from nobody, um, but it, I think they, they need that to create an edge, and you've seen it with, with the way they've played. But you look at the Texans, Broncos, at Jets, at Titans. That's a pain in the ass. The Browns probably going to still be in it by then. Garrett might should be healthy by again uh, by then. Then you got the Titans again. I just I, I worry how that young of a nucleus battles in a, in a right. first time coaching staff. So um, I, I would side uh, I, Buffalo's worth a shot, and I do I do trust Denver. I, I think Russ has been way better with the football. I think the coaching's paid off, and you you saw a buy in there. Uh, you know, probably not all the way Sean Payton wants because no no one ever can make him that happy. But uh, those are the two that stick out to me because of the other flaws of the other team, uh, most importantly. A lot to sort out. We are down the home hmm. stretch where everything means a lot. And, you know, this slate Sunday, not to be a slate complainer. Hmm. Uh, as the week's going on, I like it a little bit more. We'll talk about that during the locks. A lot but, of buy teams. But there's hmm. a lot of buys. And, you know, there's a lot of games that aren't real exciting on the surface, but they all have playoff impl- implications. Not all of them, but a lot of them. I mean, you know, Carolina, I think, plays uh, Tampa Bay. So, you know, they can't all be mm. something. The NFL can't, yeah. can't nail it every Sunday. But here's an interesting one. We were talking about the MVP race. Matt had like five stat lines for, for five quarterbacks who are in the conversation. And mm-hmm. there were no names attached to them. And I got to tell you guys, I sat there guessing who each player was. Now, he included rushing stats and that sort of thing. I was like, well, two guys with a lot of picks. That's Josh Allen. That's Tua. The guy with a bunch of rushing yards. That's, you know, that's uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, And honestly, the most shocking thing was the best stat line, if you're just looking at it and not attaching a face or name to it, it was Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. And so we all looked at each other and like, nah, that can't be. Like we're just we can't give an MVP to Dak, and I don't know why that is. I think it's probably because we just don't think he's as good as the other guys, which is kind of unfair because to say production business, he's producing at a high level. I'm actually not as down on Dak as some people are. Like, you know, some people will never give him credit. I actually think he's a pretty good player. I don't think he's a blue chip guy, Agreed. but he's in that class of guys below there that can win you ball games and win mm-hmm. you playoff games. Now he's got to go prove it, right? Which yep. hasn't been like kind of his calling card. Um but the MVP conversation to me is about a, a a combination of things, right? It's about the best player, best team, and, and a guy that's valuable. As simple as that is. I mean, you know, if you went MVP and you included every player in the league, you know, relative value might take us somewhere where we don't want to go. It might be somebody on a bad team or something like that. But looking at this crop of guys, we came up with, Matt actually coined this phrase, which I think is really good, is the Minshew metric. Uh And it's basically like if all these quarterbacks fell off a cliff this week, whose team has the biggest drop-off when Gardner Minshew plays for your team? Kansas City. I agree. 
And that's why Baltimore. I think in Baltimore. In Baltimore. We talked about Baltimore, too. To me, it's Kansas City or Baltimore. So to me, these two guys, especially if you look down the stretch at Mahomes' schedule, and I think he finishes with a flurry. Like if there was a time to buy him low, it's been the last couple of weeks, somewhere between the Denver game and the last loss. Baltimore with, with Lamar, I think he's been tremendous passing the football this year. I think that offense looked a lot better. And what they did Sunday night is they adjusted. It looked totally different, but again, they looked dangerous. The points weren't that high. But the question is, like, you know, does that answer the whole problem? Is it that simple? Is it like if you plug in a guy, what's the biggest drop off? I then we're just giving it to Mahomes for the next ten years. No, because there are years where Mahomes in the past has had Tyreek Hill. And Travis Kelsey, and he has a number one defense. Well, not a number one defense. It depends on if it's Baltimore or if it's Kansas City. But that's why I put those two two guys in the same category because they're so valuable to their teams. Like if you put Gardner Minshew on Miami, I think they're still rolling. Okay, mm-hmm. if you put Gardner Minshew in Dallas, fucking Gardner Minshew beat Dallas. Minshew might when be he was on the Eagles for this. Yeah, he might be exercise. Yeah, if you put Minshew on the Eagles, I still think the Eagles are rolling. We've seen that. So, like, not taking anything away from Jalen, if you wanted to give this award to a guy who, who's just got that it factor and he's a winner, I think you could argue that Jalen could be the guy. But I think if I'm being fair and I'm taking the homerism out of it, the two most valuable guys to their teams are Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar's asked to do more. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think Pacheco gets any credit. That dude is an absolute war daddy. What he's asked for, last to yeah. do for that Chiefs team, and uh, I, watching him in person, I was blown. I mean, you watch it on TV how hard he runs and what he brings to the table. Seeing it in person, it's it's a whole different level. So, in the most minuscule of ways, I, I say Lamar and the Ravens in that question, dude. Pacheco, man, like. Um... If it's not for him, they don't have as dynamic a screen game, which has been no. huge for them. I mean, you can't, you know, I was talking to Rosillo a week or two ago about maybe what's changed. And I was like, well, I want to look at their screens and see how efficient they've been there because it's something they've always done a good job at. Yep. Well, guess what? They're near the top of the league again. We wondered if maybe Biennemi, because they've done such a good job in Washington, mm. took that with him. Uh, yeah, he took it with him, but he didn't take the screen game. He wasn't the screen game. Like, Reed's still dialing those up, and Pacheco's a big part of that. So, point taken. That guy's really good. Yeah. When you look at the guys outside, I'd have to give it to Mahomes. That's my personal opinion, and you sound like Mahomes, too. Yep. So, Mahomes just won the MVP. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> Two to one. That's how they should vote it, us three. Absolutely. Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment, an ice-cold Miller Lite. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or the bar, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. No matter what team you're rooting for, there's one thing we can all agree on. Football brings us together. A connection like that deserves to be celebrated, and Miller Lite wants you to celebrate with me during the NFL Conference Championships in January. Right now, Miller Lite has given you the chance to win a trip for two to come hang out in the Green Light Studio. You'll fly out to Charlottesville, Virginia, and tune into the NFL Conference Championships with me and the Green Light crew. Then you'll sit in on a live Green Light podcast session. Just go to MillerLite.com slash Sweeps to enter. From kickoff till the final whistle, 
You can't go wrong with the Miller Lite in your hand. Celebrate Miller time with the Green Light Podcast. Go to MillerLite.com slash Green Light Sweeps to enter for your chance to win. No purchase necessary. Starts 11-6-23 and ends 12-4-23 at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. Must be a legal resident of one of the 50 U.S. states or Washington, D.C., 21 years of age or older, void where prohibited. See official rules at www.millerlight.com slash greenlightsweeps for entry, instructions, odds, prizes, and restrictions. All right, let's talk about college football, man. Oof. What a week. Really mm. snuck up on us, didn't it? Like Friday night should be off the chain, dude. I'm so excited about that game. Mm. You know, like uh, last Pac-12 championship. And it is going to be awesome. And, you know, you look at a lot of these other games. Some of them are pretty lopsided. But there's a couple of them that I can't wait to see. Uh, we'll talk about those in a second. But before we get there, the big news over the last 48 hours is Elko, Texas A&M. College I thought you were going to say Bobby Petrino going back to Arkansas. Petrino's going back to Arkansas, huh? I missed oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Believe man. that. Back to the scene of the crime. How about this sport? I mean, t- <laughs> tell me where else this happens besides college football and most lovably in the SEC. Politics. It's a I politics. mean, it's just tremendous. Politics and the SEC are like the same thing. And, like, uh, Tommy Tuberville found a way to, to do both, oh, which is totally fucking crazy. But anyways – here, well, anyways, what do you have to do to get on the ticket in that state anyway? <laughs> so we've got uh, – it's not like it's a high bar. So we've got, uh, we've got Elko to Texas a and I guess my question to you is, mm. could this be the move that makes them an actual national powerhouse? Like they're 12-12 and 12 without him since mm-hmm. he left, and I kind of wonder, will his familiarity with the place and that place is knowing him – uh, give him a better shot to retain some guys in the transfer portal to like actually affect change quicker because he's been there. Uh, what do you think about this move? He was ACC coach of the year at Duke. Uh, the deal is for seven mil uh, a season for six years. I love it because they didn't try and win the press conference. And I, I, I really think these teams now are getting so enamored with trying to wow the fan base. And when you look at what we're doing here – it's, it's about a coach that's trying to win games. And I think Elko, when you look at what he did at Duke, like back-to-back bowl games at that place, I mean, you guys know the ACC. That hasn't happened much. I don't know. I, I don't even think Spurrier did it um, when he was there. But then you, you talk to A&M people. Uh, Elijah Robinson's a guy who, who's been their best recruiter. He runs the D-line there. We know the defensive linemen have come through there. Sounds like he's going to be back on the staff. So people were on board with that. The familiarity that Elko has takes away uh, a lot of the time he has to spend getting to know people because he's already he knows who, you know, A&M's, you know, every school has the ladder, right? The ladder of alums, right, that the things go, they, they run up the ladder. Okay, you good, you good, you good. Let's bring up to the top rung. All right, yeah, we're good. Uh, he knows all those people. So instead of having to spend time there and 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 going out to dinners and, and brown nosing people and he's already being, done it. Yeah, he's done it. So get that get that thing recruiting uh, and get in the portal and, and and figure out that roster and assess things that way. So I, I like it. Uh, I really do. Um. Yeah, it just feels like a school that that should be 
I don't know. I don't know as much about college football as you, Steve, but and not you making either, but like it seems like a team that should be in the conversation for the playoff on a regular basis. And where am I missing the point? Uh, the problem is I think it's the fourth best job in their division. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess so. I guess so. Number one being, you know, Georgia or, and or Bama. And then what's the third I'm not one? not even LSU. counting Georgia. I'm saying in the division. Oh, in the division. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. think, I think Alabama, LSU, and Auburn are better jobs. You think Auburn's a better job? I do. Yeah. That oil money doesn't sway you? No, because I'm not the biggest brand there. That's and now that biggest brand's coming into the state. Yeah. No, they're in the league, I should say. I mean, I I don't know. They they should. I I think they're they should. The pros that they put out, like no doubt, like quiet is kept. Is I'd stack them up against almost anybody. And uh, as far as quality is concerned, and they sell that place out, it's fucking loud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is the SEC, and you mentioned the quality of life at some of the other places and the resources. But I think they should have a, a shot at 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 a playoff over the next five ten years. I mean, like no doubt, you tons know. of talent. Elko, yep. Elko went to UPenn, smart mm-hmm. cookie, coached under Dave Clawson for 12 yep. years. Dave Clawson's a great coach. Steve, what do you think about Mark Stoops, that name being leaked, and then mm-hmm. the board of whatever letting it play out on the message boards and uh, blowback leading to uh, a nod to Mark Stoops? Uh, I-, I talked about that ladder with A&M, yeah. how, you, how you run it up and you, you check in at every level. I don't think it made it all the way up. Uh-huh. Didn't get past. Pretty low Honestly, run. I, I, just talking to people, like it, it finally, like it got through. Say maybe the message board people, but it didn't get up to the people that really matter to make the decisions. And that that's what I take away from this. And that's the way it it, it sounds to me. So they have like uh, a higher ladder than other places that I don't know about. Uh, maybe there's more steps on the ladder. Okay. A lot of fake, yeah, fake soldiers. Yeah, they. Uh, well, no, they're they don't. They don't not, actually go do no, the war. Yeah, uh, 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 Mark Stoops. There were reports that. But if you told, get your ass kicked at College Station, at some point, <laughs> I won't find myself. But if this show becomes station. like a traveling show, <laughs> and I make you an offer you can't refuse, and we got to go to like Texas A and M, I'm not. They're they know they're not real. Yeah, they just have the outfits. Yeah. Okay. Mark Stoops told people in Lexington that it's he was a pre-enactment. Leaving. They're pre-enactors. <laughs> you know how there's reenactors? They're pre-enactors. <laughs> Texas A and M. I've been there multiple times. I've had a great time every time. He's sucking up. I'm sure it's it great. Like, no, here's the thing. People can't, you know, you talk to people in the sport, and then you you know, you talk to your insiders, your writers, the guys that cover the sport that have been all these places. Everyone just brings up Texas A&M has the resources. Yeah. And that and that's what's so frustrating. No matter what it is, they'll well, get it. They have it. I mean, what they did with that stadium in the Manziel era of 2 years is just insane. I don't I don't think that would happen anywhere else. And they've struck out. And I, I go back to Jimbo and the quarterback situation and he struck out time. I mean, look at the number of quarterbacks he tried, he had play and it just went through the wayside. And that's in this day and age in the portal era. If you don't have one of those, man, you're in trouble. Resources. They're paying seven mil to a guy who just got beat by 
three and nine Virginia. Yeah, I know. That's true. Those are some resources. That's true. I mean, l- listen, I mean, this is a sweet deal for yeah, the guy. Yeah, they got that one in there. Uh, huh? It's a sweet well, yeah, hey, come a on. Sweet deal for the guy, Mike Elko. Not a household name, a, a Yankee, if you will, like Jersey. going down to SEC yeah. country. I don't yeah. know what the metrics are on guys from the north going down to the SEC, but maybe that's what they need. Um, Saban's done all right. Saban's done well. But West Virginia is not right. West Virginia's not the north, bro. No? No, West Virginia is not the North. It's like, I don't even know wow. what to call West Virginia. It's Appalachia. Yeah, it's sort of its own thing. Yeah, it's its own thing. thing. So, West Virginia. Um, you know who, 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 who is a Northerner and went down there? The guy that was at Florida and now he's on TV. Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen. New Hampshire. Yeah, he's from like way up north. Okay. Anyways. Um, do you, so do you just consider Connecticut Canada? <laughs> no, but what do you? I mean, oh, like, all right. West Virginia saying. is not up north. It's north of these places, but is it, it's like the time where we were on the Okay, road. here's one for you. Yeah. Is, is Pittsburgh the northeast? No. So if you ask Julian Edelman, it's the Midwest. Cool. I, 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 I agree. He thinks the whole Rust Belt is the Midwest. <laughs> it's the Rust Belt. You can't, you can't technically be is the... Is he a geography major? No. He's not know what the fuck Jules no. majored in. Or is it, no, he's, he's Kent State. Sorry. Yeah, that's, he might have been sorry. basket weaving. Anyways, here's Uh-oh. the deal. Jules, Jules got a lot of TV time. What ha- Jules doing great on TV. I've, got, on I've TV. got... Always pieces. got the collar open, the chest hair. I think yeah. I've got pieces of West Virginia north of Pittsburgh. Yeah, Thank so I don't, I, I don't call that the... the I don't. I don't know what to call that. It's a Rust Belt, dude. It's an interesting country. It's a fucking weird country, dude. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, talking about the Heisman race because you know that's mm. the other piece of the puzzle before we get to the playoff here and all the conference championship games this weekend. I just want to say this: this race sucks. Yeah. This Heisman race sucks, dude. You're gonna tell me, and I don't know much, but you're gonna tell me that Jaden Daniels is gonna get the Heisman Trophy for just a bunch of stats, you know? Uh, you're going to tell me that, like, I'm reading the, the Milrow guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's yep. got a great story. Who's got a better Heisman moment than that? I understand he can't win the thing reasonably. He got benched for USF and, you know, like, Texas game wasn't great and all that stuff. But, like, he could be invited to New York if he wins this week. He's going to be invited to New York if he wins this Whoa. week. If he wins this week. Okay. okay? But, but here's, I just want to say that this race sucks. There has to be one guy on a good team that's had these magic moments. And, you know, the best moment I can think of. Now, if Penix wins it for some reason, they go undefeated and the whole thing, and he lights up mm. Oregon, Oregon again, like, then then I'm like, okay, that's fair. I, I can get behind that story. But it's just something about Jaden Daniels on a, you know, they're not relevant. LSU's not relevant right now. They're relevant in that they're a good fucking football program and everybody pays attention. But like, do we do we always give do we give this to like three loss, four loss team quarterbacks on a regular basis? Tebow and RG three. Mm. Yeah, but they were Tebow and RG three. Man, there was a, a magic Caleb. about these guys, right? Like they're household names before they even get to the pros. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just it's a saying. different era. It's a different era. It, it is. It's lost some of its luster for me. Yeah, just give it to Brock Bowers. Okay, so who do you think wins it? Is it Jaden Daniels? <sighs> I, could be Bo Nix. Yeah, Bo Nix throws Bo. for 400 and they beat Washington. Just Friday night. Yeah, Bo Nix. And I don't agree. I, no, I, don't, I do not agree. I, I believe Jane Daniels should win the Heisman Trophy. You think he should win the Heisman? I do. So we don't need a moment. Uh, He's got more 50-plus yard plays, and there's plenty of moments there. Yeah, but none of them are actually important. 
Steve. So, you know. Um, the Milrow play. Now you, now you got my attention. You know, that's kind of what I grew up thinking the Heisman Trophy was. It was like it was just a magic You just wanted thing. one play that you could remember. Well, because I can go find a guy that's thrown for, you know, 10,000 yards every year. You know, you know like, what this means? What? Greenlight Pod needs a Heisman vote. We do need a Heisman vote. You need a Heisman vote. Isn't that what we tried to do with all the awards on the show? That's yeah, basically. Well. Yeah. Speaking of the awards, that's coming up soon. You guys um, got to give an award. Let's talk about this. I want to start with this. Okay. Go around the room here uh, and tell me, Stephen Macon, who you want to see in the playoff, your ideal playoff, and then we'll talk through what has to happen for that to happen. Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> They got to score more than 0.5 first half yeah. points. That's their team total in the first half. Did I read that right? That's right. Six, <laughs> what'd you have? Their team total is 0.5 in the first half. Yeah, it's six and a half for the game. It's incredible. I'm hammering that. Like that's the most fun Both? bet. This is gonna be the most fun bet in the world. It's just like any play it could happen. Any defense play. too. <laughs> defense too, dude. A short field. We're in it every there. step of the game. We got a chance. <laughs> Dude, it's incredible. So, in all seriousness, you want Iowa to win. Who doesn't want Iowa to win? That'd be no, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't. kidding. Okay. Um, I want Iowa to win. Washington, Texas, Georgia, Tulane is 11 and 1, but I'll go I'll go Michigan. Washington, Texas, Georgia, Michigan. My exact sentiments. Nice. Making. I just think that's a really nice like these are some of the the classic Power 5 teams, you know, that have rich histories and I honestly think those four teams aren't that far apart. You know, like Georgia's going to be favorites, as we talked about, in almost any game. I don't know what happens in the Michigan game uh, if they play in the championship. But You wouldn't rather see Oregon? They would be way more competitive. You think? I'm, I'm Vegas would put I, them as a smaller I, dog. I just take it as, like, I want, I want one Cinderella to root for. And Penix is the perfect Cinderella. Because of all the injuries, because of where he's been, you know, the Indiana thing, it feels like he's been in college for 10 years to, mm. to, you know, to cap an undefeated season with a run in the playoffs would be incredible. Oregon, they're very good. Can they beat Georgia? Can they beat Michigan? Is that what yes. Washington and, and you think so, Oregon? I think Oregon has a better chance to beat those teams in Washington. By how many points? Like, you know what I'm saying? How many points – is Washington Oregon's a catching. ten point favorite against Washington Friday. Okay, all right. So, so you you add it up. You think Washington might be like two touchdown dogs in any of those games? Yeah, they might. <coughs> they, to to Georgia, yeah. Counterpoint: purple and gold. Oh, it would look sick. It actually would look sick. <laughs> and then you get well, no, but so would Oregon. So let's talk about this. We start with the the Pac twelve championship, the penultimate. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Penix ultimate. No, the Penix. It's not it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate. What's the penultimate? Second, Second to the last. last. What the fuck is that word for? Oh, for lots of things. Really? Yeah. That's a stupid word. Reminds me of the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> it's stupid <laughs> this year. It's stupid word. Stupid fucking Heisman Trophy race. Oh, penultimate. The God. ultimate Pac-12. There's a real word. <laughs> the ultimate Pac-12 championship sponsored by uh, Tostitos or some shit. Let's talk about this game. Oregon, Washington? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> well, let me know. There's no one after. Let me that. know if you one. <laughs> talk to a person that likes Washington in this game to win. Do you like him to cover? I think I'm going to have to take him because no one's taking him. So why did they beat him? Because 
Oregon went for two four. They they decided to go for fourth down before the half, where they kicked the field goal, and they went for the win and, and on a fourth down to not give Washington the ball back, and they didn't get it. Sounded like a good ball game to me. It was an awesome game. Looked like a good uh, ball game to me. Unbelievable game. So all I'm saying is, you just never so, know. But you think the biggest advantage is where for Oregon? Uh, I, I just think the totality of the last couple weeks for Washington. When you go back and and you look at rivalry game against Wazoo, six, 15 and a half point favorite, barely win. Uh, the week before that, go play in the pouring rain in Corvallis, brutal spot. Do enough to win that game. Go play a shootout against USC, win that game. Uh, up against it against Arizona State, um, you know Utah comes in and and, and they're losing at halftime, uh, and they come back and shut out Utah. Like they, I, I don't know if they're built for five straight weeks of this. Whereas Oregon has just coasted. You know Oregon's Oregon's best win of the season it, they got last week against Oregon State. Yeah. They, if if Oregon State falls out of the top twenty five. They're, I don't think they have one top twenty-five win. Yeah, so, no, Utah. No, I think Utah. It was, um, Utah. No, Utah. Still, they're still ranked. Oregon State was it. Utah. I don't think is ranked anymore. Yeah. Utah thirteenth uh, at the time. Are they thirteenth at, uh, at when the they? Time, but so time, was Oregon State. No, 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 I'm talking about now with the rankings coming out. Because that's they, how like, they do it. They look at like yeah. current, you know, and so like, I, you know, for instance. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But I, I think the interesting part here is if Bama wins, Oregon's shit out of luck. So, I mean, um, you know, you're going to have the biggest Georgia fans in the world if they well, get that one Friday. We're night. avoiding the elephant in the room of Florida State. You ACC guys, do you see the face of the committee, Boo Corrigan, NC State AD, yeah. telling ACC world and the country and the world that an undefeated – Florida State team is left out of the playoff. Well, they're going to lose. Okay. No. They're going to lose, Steve. That's – I was thinking the same thing. You think that too? I am, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to lose. I think Florida State's going to lose. You got a backup quarterback. Um, even with a backup, you know, they, they have had some good wins. LSU, it's a Clemson. great win at Florida. Like, that's the other thing too. They're not getting enough credit. For the Florida win. Yes. That, that's a brutal place. That place was primed, ready to go. Um, it's even better at night, as every place is. I don't know why we say that. I just did. Uh, but when you look at what they're stacked up against in Brom, who I think the world of is a play caller, and now all the pressure's off of them after they lose to Kentucky because of turnovers, yeah. they're going to get the whole bag. Uh, and, and Florida State's got all the pressure on them because no matter what they say or want to do, they got to win this game, and now I think it's down to two and a half. Um, yeah, I think that's it's 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 a lot to ask for, knowing the stakes. So if there's an underdog out there, I know I know it's two and a half, but I think Louisville is pretty live. I like I like Louisville. I'm going to bet a money line. How about our ACC weekend? insider with the wool hat on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? He's staying out of this whole conversation. The the quarterback didn't look so hot against yeah. Florida. Yeah, and I so, think the quarterback they had before was fucking special. Yep. Oh, no I, doubt. I'd love to see him and, back and healthy at some point. And I, that guy, that guy, I, I've just had it stuck in my head. I, I forget who they played a year ago, and I watched that whole thing. I think it was Florida, maybe. Yeah. Uh, that game, it was at night. 
it was it yep. was last year and i was just yeah. like this guy might be one of the best quarterbacks in football like period and mm-hmm. so that's a big loss losing a guy like that and yeah got, kudos to them what, for what's for awesome justice. about this game is you got i think two of the best five play callers in the sport yeah so norvell does a great job of playing to his strengths and louisville is going to bring more to the table on the defensive side than than florida is so uh hey, is that florida against- coach cool Napier, I love him. I don't awesome. know anything about him, but I just seemed like he'd be a good hang. And him awesome. and him and uh, him and Norvell were hanging out way too long before the game, before rivalry uh, matchup. They had the camera on them. They were just yucking it up, buddy, buddy. But I don't blame them because they both seem like fucking cool guys. Same haircut. Exactly. Same haircut. Uh, okay, so so we we know where we lean as a group uh, in the ACC championship, and in that case, that opens the door uh, for a number of things. Right? It opens the door. Yep. For Ohio State, for Texas, um, and obviously you, Bama as conference you guys, champions. You guys good with Georgia not making it if they lose? You know, I'm going to leave this to you guys. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't think they're getting in. If they lose, they're not getting in. I don't believe it. Well, because I do feel like this year, and they've been dominant, but like – as a casual, it doesn't feel like they've had a, a vice grip on college football the way that like they had in the past or Bama had in the past. It's just a sense I get, you know. And so if you lose this game, it's hard to 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 just slide them in like say a Bama that loses a conference championship in like 2014 or something. And well, then who's the, the fourth? Michigan, Oregon, Bama, Texas. I want to see Texas in. I think it'd be cool. Steve likes mm. the big fellows. I think yeah. that's a that's a reason that the that they can win that matchup against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State likes to run the ball, right? Those guys are are tough as shit up front. And yes. uh and and I think I if think that get, matchup bodes really well for them. If we could get Georgia, Oregon and Michigan, Texas, uh-huh. that's 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 big boy stuff. Yeah, man. that's cool too. I'll take on, that on, too. on the same day, January first, on the greatest day in the in the in the whole calendar year. You think so? I know so. It's got a birthday. fucking hangover, and you go watch two, two touchdown first round games in the college football playoff. It's my birthday, have eight so games, it's not best, four. Okay, it's the best. Huh? It's my birthday. It's the best. Oh, oh. it is your birthday. Sorry. Yeah. How old will we turn this year, Steve? You know, I'll, I'll text you. Okay, wow. <laughs> Steve. Oh, right, the whole algae crumple. He thing. doesn't have I a forgot. bio, does he? Like on, like at ESPN, you can't like look up somebody's bio right. to see how old they are. Yeah. So, like, you could keep that a mystery if you wanted. And, and once again, he's a big fan of Duke, Notre Dame, and his first name is Stanford. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not my favorite sport in anything. Okay. All right, so let's talk about betting these games. We, 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 we like – I think we all like Texas, but that's a lot of points. So, where do you lean, Steve? Mm, yeah, I lean towards the dog. Yeah, I like the dog there, too. Georgia, Bama – Dive into this one, Steve. What, what? Paint me a picture. I, I like what Alabama brings to the table uh, because of the strength of their defense. The last two years with Bryce Young, they did not have this kind of difference makers on the defensive side. And when you look at Georgia, they don't have all their name guys on the defensive front are on the Eagles. Yeah. So. When you look at what Bama could do with setting the edge and Milrow getting outside and running that stretch zone, Missouri did a good job of it against Georgia. That worries me because I think 
with George's big play capability, and I've said it you know, for a couple weeks now, and after seeing him in person for sure, George's offense is better than their defense for the first time in a while. And when you look at the, the, the ability and capability of Bama on the back end, now if they get in a shootout, they're going to be in trouble because Georgia, Georgia wants it that way. Uh, but I, I think Alabama could slow things down. I really can. And then Milrow has continued to get better. And, you know, I was talking to my guy, Cole Kubelik, like which secondary would you take? I said Bama. He says Georgia. He knows that that conference better than me, so I trust him. But when I watch it, I just – I love the personnel. Um, Georgia probably has more higher draft picks, uh, but I – Georgia has injuries too on the offense. Like the different, like Lad McConkey, you need that guy in a game like this. He's your best route runner. You know, he's your outlet. And when you look at what's given Bama problems, it's running quarterbacks. And Beck is not that. So I don't see Georgia installing quarterback runs. You know, in a, in a week and, and, and putting him uh, in in harm's way with free shots. And those two edge guys for Bama are real, man. They, they do a great – they turned it up in the second half when they needed to against Auburn. So I, I like Bama. I, I really do. Uh, I think they have the goods to do it. Now, if Georgia wins 30-27, I'm not going to be surprised, but five points, I, I'll take Bama. Steve, there's a gun to yeah. your head. You can't see it. Well, now you see it. I but, see it. Okay. So uh, Three guns. Well, that's four <laughs> guns, Steve. I'm and looking right one, at them. You got one pick to make, the under or Bama catching six points. I don't know the Georgia injuries. Um, It's over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't have to answer it. And now we'll find out without Steve. (laughs) 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 Uh, We just killed the leader. Bama plus the points. Bama. If you want to edit it. (laughs) No. Uh, So you like Bama. Okay. I do. So Bama catching six. Your favorite bet. Of the college football, uh, well, the the conference championship weekend. Uh, hmm. I'll take Michigan minus the twenty three. <laughs> I swear to you, I'm gonna put a fucking couch on Iowa to score six and a half points. I swear, I'm gonna bet them in the first half over half a point, and then I'm gonna bet them in the second half. But it's still gonna be forty five seven. It's going to be 45 That's a cover. Oh, the okay. total the is 35 and a half, and they're giving 20. It's going way over, dude. It's going way over. These guys are ready. They've been playing possum uh, okay. offensively. So uh, let's give out some awards. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Timmy Chang Award, which uh, is awarded to a uh, college football player. Who won't each be week. probably playing this weekend. Big news out of the 1AA world, FCS. Did you see who's coming? Yeah. D1? I heard. Who's transitioning? The Blue Hens. Ah. No way. Joe Flacco. Yep. Oh, good for them. Wouldn't they be a great rival for uh, Reed's team? I thought you were going to say Virginia. Weren't they? Having no, well, I would not there. do that. <laughs> Reed, you come on over. Come east. Or, you know, they, weren't they, they with that CAA? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, east, yeah. you guys. Yeah, CAA used to uh, beat the uh, beat the. Beat the hen out of them. You beat the, the feathers off. You fe- thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beat the hen out of them. Got it. Oh, that's good. Hey, man. I good. Good job, Delaware. And we almost saw Flacco last week. If you just had a fucking uniform on, we might have seen Flacco in that game. Will we see Flacco this weekend? No, haven't heard about it. 
There's no chance we see Flacco this year. Is there a chance, Nolan, you think? Nolan's just got his hands in the air. He's like, fuck it. What does it matter? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Browns. Uh, No, but we love love the Blue Hens. Delaware tight end, Braden Bros. Bros? B-R-O-S-E. Braden Bros. Irwin, PA. Blue Hens were down to Lafayette. Mm. 28-13 at half. Braden, two touchdowns in the second half. Led the big comeback. Braden Bros, monster matchup, Chris. Delaware goes out to Missoula this week to face your Grizz. No way. That's Grizz, are, huge, Grizz are real this year, oh, too. We are, have we started? What is that? Round of 32? 16? Uh, yeah, I think. What do they get? A couple buys? If there's a double-A play. Now, I, I want to go to I want to go to Missoula to watch a game. I've never done it. I'm in Montana every summer. Like I'm in Missoula all the time, but I've never gone to see the Grizz play. I like that's number one on my bucket list probably for double A venues. No offense, JMU. Maybe I can catch one of your day games and then <laughs> head out west because of the time change. I get there on time for one of those big night games in Missoula. But like, where would I want to go watch a game? Missoula. Missoula. Is what, there even a close second? What's the what's the indoor one? There's some cool name. No, no. Oh, Idaho? I, Kibbe Dome. Kibbe Dome. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're, are they double A now? They're single A, aren't they? Nah, no. they're the four seed in this uh, Sweet yeah. 16. Didn't they used to be in like the WAC or one of those fucking schools? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, weird. I think you're right. They got relegated. Okay. Mm. So, anyways, that's Bra- enough on the double A. I don't, uh, I don't know if it is because Braden Bros is majoring <laughs> in human services. <laughs> What does one oh, human services? I'll tell you, human services. I what? What are scoring the touchdowns? That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. All if right. You, if you Google image search, Irwin PA is from. I wonder if that's in the Northeast. What I'm figuring out is that people that major in human services basically shake people's hands and write notes with people on couches. There's no job description for somebody that comes out of school with a human services degree. Human services. Anyways. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the Cochran Award, which is another award. This is very easy. Uh, you were talking about the Heisman. Part. <laughs> this should overtake the Heisman. The Heisman is shit, dude. Cody Schrader, running back, Missouri. 217 yards, a touchdown. Coach Drink. Tried to get him to New York with a speech after the game on national TV, but unbelievable story if you're not familiar with it. Um, Division two kid and, and and transferred up, has an unbelievable year. I talked about that stretch zone that Georgia had trouble with in Missouri. That's because of him, straight to running the ball. Uh, phenomenal game. Missouri wins 10 games this year. No one had that, not even Coach Drink. Give me Cody Schrader, Coughlin Award winner. That should be a Heisman winner. Yeah, no, honestly, think about it. If they did the Heisman for the NFL this year, the way they're doing it for the college football Heisman this year, which is basically, oh, this guy's got some stats, we'd be looking at Sam Howell and Tua. <laughs> That's what you're telling me, dude. I've t- I'm done with this Heisman trophy. They only gave me one vote <laughs> in 2000 and whatever it was. Uh, oh. Fuck me, Heisman trophy. Isaiah Simmons Award. The Heisman trophy... Statue should be a guy looking at his phone at his stats because that's what that fucking award is now uh, devolved into. Mm. You know, I need a moment, guys. I need a Heisman moment. 
Heisman house. When Jaden Daniels goes to the Heisman house, they're going to be like, I don't remember anything you did. <laughs> He's like, hold on, let me pull up all these box scores. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> See, this, you, is, this is good do stuff. Do you know Joe Theisman? <laughs> His name used to be Joe Theisman. Yes. This is, this is what it's come to. The guy changed it. At one point, the award was prestigious enough to change your name to rhyme with the award. Change your legal fucking name. And now it's just a guy that's that's running up a bunch of stats. He didn't win it. <laughs> that's that's the ultimate twist of the knife. Your name's Joe Joe Theisman the rest of your life. You couldn't even win the Heisman. <laughs> I remember when the Heisman trophy meant something. All right. Let's get into um the Isaiah Simmons Award. <laughs> Which uh, it's given to a college football player. It, well, sure. No, this one's pretty clear cut. It's given to a guy that you walk by on the field and makes you say, holy shit, like that number 33 at Penn State. They said, yeah, watch this chop guy work an individual. I'm down on the field. I'm like, holy shit, 33 looks like all the guys I play with. Actually, not all of them because they don't look like this guy. Yeah, I, I think I got to go with Will Johnson, corner from Michigan. You talk about, I mean, on the field, it's just Michigan legend after Michigan legend walking by you. And to see him stay with Marvin Harrison Jr. for a whole game, had a pick early in the game, just looks the par. I, he's got a chance to be one of the top corners taken, if not the top corner. To see him in person and do watch what he did, I thought was a main reason Michigan was able to slow down uh, Ohio State's offense. So, uh, Will Johnson, you're going to hear his name on Sundays for long. That dude's long, huh? Yeah, compact, though. Like, just, just a – I mean, instincts. Like, he jumps that slant where McCord knows where he wants to go. And, to, you know, those guys, you know those guys, Chris. Like, when you know those guys have it, you know, to see them, you know, like, you watch on tape and then to see them do it in person, to be able to break on the ball like that is just absolutely insane to watch in person for me. That was not a fast guy. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm on my Game Time app right now. I'm looking at Virginia Tech tickets. You know, maybe we'll win one of those at some point. We did it with Bryce Perkins. Anyways, I keep scrolling on the app. I'm going to get tickets to the Commonwealth Cup. Game time makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, even last-minute deals. I know because I always wait to the last minute. You can preview the views from all your seats in the venue and game time's lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, protects my tickets. That's what I need. Game time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for big-time savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. 
download the game time app create an account and use code greenlight for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code greenlight g-r-e-e-n-l-i-g-h-t that's the code for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's time and now for the locks Mm. guys I just want to say this as a group, we've been on a fucking heater. That's right. Okay. Even including Macon? Well, Macon had a bad week last week, but as far, I don't know which week that was, but the one where you just totally caved. All right. You you came in here and you did a whole thing. You were like, oh, ad men, let me do a whole ad about being the best gambler. You need to come in here peacocking. There was an offer. But now he's bounced back. Okay. We were, Chris and Steve were six and oh combined. Macon was two and one. This is as a group. We're eight and one. And lastly, this is free fucking money. Dude. Steve is six and zero over the last two weeks. Steve is dominant over the last wow. two weeks. It's just been like free money for you guys. So, and and as a group, we're ten games over five hundred, which is good. If you just tail us on every pick, you win some money. Mm. For a while there, you have little faith. I could almost feel it through the microphone that you guys were like, "Yeah, oh, I don't want to tail these guys. They're on a." The Goodwill hunting gif was pretty good on your... Because I'm hitting all these parlays, man. And honestly, I'm taking it to the field, man. It's just not just the locks. My family's stockings are stuffed Mm. because of the Caesars app and wherever else I place my bets. So um, let's get into it. Macon, I guess you're up first. Now, I I should say on the season, Steve's 21-15 clubhouse leader, 19-15-2, your boy here. The pushes are killing me, and then Macon's dead 500, 18 and 18. So it's anybody's ball game. We got a few more weeks to do this. I think at some point we should do a double XP week, but I'm going to leave that up to the leader because I don't want to be the guy that's like calling for this thing every year. And you say it's not, you know, I'm just doing it because I'm not winning. I can win outright. Okay. Just for the record. Oh, gosh. Is it Christmas week? Yeah, maybe. I, I, I'll start by saying, Steve is between 44 and 49 years old. Okay. That is okay. John Lynch. I've done, really? On on this New Year's, yeah? John Lynch? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, I only nice. it. Yeah. Okay. Um um make a pick. <laughs> you got in my head earlier by just saying we have the locks today and De- you not being prepared. Detroit Lions minus 4. I did get in your head, didn't I? Yeah. This thing opened at like this thing. I the perfect, Steve. Perfect. Mm. I walked in mm. here, waged a little mental warfare. You did, okay. And and I said, uh, Detroit bounce back week, huh? And I went back to my uh, computer, and his face was like, oh shit, I like that. <laughs> so Detroit uh, laying four on the road in yeah, New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, yeah. tough, tough. More than a field goal. That's, that's right, guys. That's a tough number. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I'm looking at the Falcons here, who are uh, who are two and a half point favorites, uh, and they are. I don't even care if they're on the road or at home. Uh, they're on the road. They're going up to play the Jets. Good you just, defense. You just can't convince me though. The only outcome. See, even if I lose this bet, I win because then I can say, "Hey, you fucking idiots down in Atlanta." I've been talking about Desmond Ritter throwing picks the whole year. That's the only way that they lose this game is if he converts two of his throws into 10, 14 points for the other team. That was the challenge the Jets had for him last week. 
They gave seven points right back after they got a pick six. I think the Falcons win this game. Steve, is there a way they don't? I don't see it. Kiss of death here. I was talking about it this way, but that's my first. That's my first play. All right, I'm going under. Colts Titans forty three and a half. Dicey. Steve, I have it at forty two and a half. It just came down because Jonathan Taylor's uh, out for a few weeks. All right, forty two and a half. I'll take it. He's gonna okay. fuck it. We'll do it live. Okay. Uh, I'll go under as well. It's the Arizona Cardinals in Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. That number is 41. Careful now. I know. I am. I'm being careful. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. I think my my number two choice, nobody's going to do it. Um, Give me the Washington Commanders. Fuck. I was. Give me the Washington Commanders. Were you going to do it too? Catching whatever. I was looking at the catch. total. Yeah, catching so whatever they're, they're catching. They're at nine and a half right now. Make um, that ten. So, anyways, it's not a fun one, but it's it's probably. I the think right it's going to be a really fun fun game because I I think both these teams are going to score, and um, I actually think these are two quarterbacks who are closer to each other than people realize, and that's a compliment to Sam Howell because I think Tua has done a really nice job. They're not perfect. But they both can rack up yards, and there's some good wide receivers on the field. I'm excited about this this game. Hey, pimp. Oh, yeah, what you got? You know, I'll uh, you, you and I, we're Washington the, and Atlanta. Right yeah, we're, there we're on yeah, my board. Grouping. So I think grouping. People need to pick these picks. Yeah, take these picks. All right, I'm going to go with a team that has no business giving five and a half points. If that's what you have, I'm taking Pittsburgh. That is what we have. That's what we have? So you're taking Pittsburgh, but you, you think that they have no business giving that many Correct. points. Correct. So you think they're going to blow these guys out? I think Arizona is going to have a hard time finding the end zone. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, listen, if you want to play a team total, maybe it's the Arizona team total. Those things have been... Parlay with been, Iowa. <laughs> parlay with Iowa. No, that, 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 that's a couch all the way. I don't need to involve anybody else. It's just me and Iowa. Okay, Mike, you're up. Third and final pick. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is so good. I, uh, hmm. Okay. Oh, oh, look out. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to go, uh, hmm. You know, watching these games <laughs> and watching these teams struggle to score uh, points. Yeah. I can see why the, the overs aren't coming through as much mm-hmm. because it's three nothing. Mm hmm. And then it's six nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it's seven six. Mm-hmm. What's your pick? I don't have a pick. He's Philip. <laughs> I don't have a pick. Um, okay, I'll make a pick. Do you want me to make a pick? Sure. I'll make mm-hmm. a pick. The quarterback situation is bad and, and the and the team's on a roll. It's 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 the LA Rams minus three and a half. That's an interesting game. We can get in and talking about that in a second as we go that's, through the whole that's board. That's A one big screen. That's a fucking interesting game. Four twenty five. Screw 49ers, Eagles. Now I'm gonna can you cover your ears, uh Steve? Can you mute yeah. Steve so me and Make can talk about this pick? Not that he wants to help me. I'm gonna read your face. All right, I'm gonna say two totals. Okay. Detroit, New Orleans, over 46. That's one total. Okay? L.A., New England, under 40 and a half. I can't read your face. Which one do you like more? 
I'm going. It's over. I'm going Detroit, New Orleans over. Now, I don't even, he might be dick trick dicking nah. me, but I, I just, how many points do you think? When the Saints score, they score quickly. The, the Saints are going to score some points on this defense. 20 points? 20 points, I think, is enough because I think Detroit's going to score as well. Um, give me the over. I'm going to play the rare over 46. 47 is a key number, right, guys? I like 46. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Derek Carl. Throw it to the other team, Jesse. Bates. No question, we get some short fields and that sort of things. Just don't Pick do six. it in the red zone like last week. Wow! All right, Steve. He's going to take the under in New England. Hmm. He might take the under in New Orleans. You might. He might. I'm done. Uh, oh, Steve's done. Yeah. No, Steve's not done. Did he hear my other pick? Steve's our leader. Was he actually muted? I don't know if he's. No, nah, he no, he wasn't muted. Not. He heard me. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. I'm here. Oh, I'd What's like the on? New England LA under. Did anyone take the Panthers Bucks under? No, sir. Nope. Got it at 37. I will. Man, I'm kind of thinking about that under. <laughs> you know, because if you think about it, how did the Pats score? Mm. Defense, like Iowa. I mean, the pick is in. The pick is in. Fuck it. But just know, well, let's get into the rest of the slate. Okay, here, here we go. Here we go. Broncos, Texans, minus three and a half. Texans laying uh, three and a half at home. The total is 47. What's your gut, guys? Everybody that's been on the Texans is not going to get off because of last week. Yep. You think everybody's going to be on the Texans? Yeah. Interesting. I think it's a total stay away. Denver, Denver was my next one. If I had to do anything, I might buy a half point. Not for nothing. The Broncos have not played indoors all year. I don't know what mm-hmm. the fuck that means, but, you know, it's yeah. kind of looking good at tidbit, things. Though. It's a good tidbit. Good it might not it. be an indoor team. Uh, if I had to do anything, I'd probably buy it to, uh, to, to, to four. And I actually... I actually kind of lean over there, but not a game as we as we said that we're hot on. Lions Saints, we talked about this. We like the total making likes the Lions, Dolphins, Commies. I like the Commies. The total's fifty. Not touching the total here. I just am not. Um, Cardinal Steelers, we hit that. Chargers Patriots almost made this a lock. In my personal life, I will be buying to forty one. You can book it. What I've also done is I've teased the Cowboys. Uh, with the charge from last week, huh? From last week too? No. So what I did is, okay. yeah. So I I teased a bunch of stuff with the uh, the Cowboys from Monday night, and then when that hits, and the Cowboys take care of business because Seattle's fraudulent, um, and they're going to Jerry's world, then I've already put in uh, a rollover with Dallas and uh, the Chargers. So I'm praying uh, to my lucky stars that Dallas wins Thursday night because then it's just like. Did the Chargers what what has to happen for the Chargers to lose that game? Hmm. Bill always beats them. I know he always beats them. And that's why I'm not I'm not laying the points. Herbert misses some time. Herbert misses some time. That's about it. Okay. And then we've got Falcons Jets. We talked about that. That total is in the Iowa zone. It's the 34. Um I honestly might take a stab at that too. Colts, Titans, you know, Steve's touched on that. We've we've got the um we've got the total that's been picked. And the ones that we haven't talked about yet. 
the two best games of the week, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I'm staying away because I don't love the Eagles in this spot. I, the same reason I talked about Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. Gauntlet. Like, yeah. And I, I don't know. It just feels like a lot. And that the way the Niners match up with them, this is the first time they, they've seen all those guys. I, I think I really uh, – obviously, we touched on the, the Hurts injury early on in the season. But this Lane and Fletcher Cox deal ain't good either. It's not good. I, I I believe that that we'll get Lane back. You know, whether it's this week or the next week, I don't think it's going to be a long term thing. I don't know, you know, what to think about Fletcher, right? Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, my biggest concern about the Eagles is you're going to have to play them twice. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I think if I had to guess how this thing's going to go, you lose this one, you win you win the uh, the the NFC Championship um, because. I just think where this team is coming off of that 90-plus play performance on defense in the rain in a 4 p.m. game, you know, the, the Niners have had 10 days rest, you know, off of Thanksgiving. That's a big deal, okay? At and, this time of year? Yeah, it's it's yeah. a big deal. And so I'm not saying they're the better team or I'm not trying to sell my team down the river or anything like that, but chances are what I do is tease them with somebody so I can have some skin in the game because I think this is going to be a great ball game, but – um, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I can't give that. My heart is too involved to make a pick there. And then Chiefs Packers. I like the over in this game. So do I. I that that was one, that was one. That was one for me as well. So that's a, that totals at forty two. And honestly, I like the Chiefs. We had this whole thing that I can't stop coming back to. I was on Inside the NFL, and I was so shocked that I was the only guy on the fucking panel after that Chiefs loss two weeks ago that is not panicking about the Chiefs. Mm. And so I think this is the time of the season that they figure some shit out. They had one drop. They had a bunch of second-half points. They looked better. And I said this on Monday. I thought this was the best thing that could have happened to them, getting, you know, mm-hmm. like – and I thought, what a good script by the, the Raiders. They legitimately were picking these guys apart. Like I've seen yeah. nobody pick them apart early in a football game all season long. Denver gave them a lot of trouble, but in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. I thought they called a great game. And as a side note, I want to say this again, Antonio Pierce should be back as that head coach. And honestly, that play caller has done a nice job too. Um, so I, I, I think the Chiefs make a big statement Sunday night, and we'll learn something about the Packers. But uh, 42 is the total. I like the over. Buy y'all's half points before we go. Oh, we got to buy half points. Okay, you start making. Do you think it's more – I think a total can more quickly be just, just, just – you know, it's it's random. Is it going to land on that number or not? There's key numbers, but like, and that's Rams, a pretty key number. Forty one's a key number, but so is three and a half. Right. Uh, I'd ra- well, I'd rather get the Lions to three and a half and have four points. Yes. Yeah, so you so you want to get the Lions to three and a half? I'm taking the Lions to three. And okay, a half. get the Lions to three and a half. A couple threes and a couple hooks for you. That's right. Um, I am going to go ahead and get that. I mean, I'm at a half point for all this stuff, so the the law of the land has hit the total. Yeah. So I'm going to take 45 and a half uh, instead of 46. And Steve, what you got? Um. Yeah, probably the total in Colts Titans to 43. Okay. All right. Now again, my teaser of the week <laughs> is Dallas. I'm the tease god, bro. I've been threading multiple I, needles. If it no weren't for Zay there. Flowers being all excited to do his fucking bouquet thing 
I had a te- I had a fucking thread the needle on Sunday night too. I had two teasers out, both teams, the whole thing. All you're doing when you thread the needle is saying this Jeez, game's God. not going to be a blowout. You know, um, take the Cowboys, tease them with the Chargers. All right, put my reputation on it. I know I put the 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 Chargers on the DNB list a couple weeks ago, but I'm over Dave that man I had on. Huh? Dave Matthews man? No, the Do Not Bet DNB. Oh, it's different than Dave Matthews man. It's Do Not Bet. Careful, dude. That's a that's a big fan base. No, I know. It includes big yeah. And big boy. Matt's sister works for Dave himself. Yeah. So, anyways, I've asshole. been in her box. Okay. Oh, I, well, no, for no, 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 sweet. no. Her sweet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure she hears that. <laughs> sure, she'll love it. All right, Steve. Time for you to go bet on your own baseball team and get kept out of the Hall of Fame. Have a good day. <laughs> have a good day. Love you. Shout out to the branch. Love you guys. Shout Love out you. to the branch, boy. Peace. Get him. Take care, Steve. Happy hunt. Love you guys. Love you. I'm gonna bite you with my friend.